Hello, you are listening to Jim and, and Bob work from home. Two of my children are stranded at home trying to, to make, make home be, be the workplace. workplace. And of course, Jim and Barb will be laughing at each other's jokes. <laughs> Your laughter is, is up, up to up you. Enjoy. <laughs> Uh, people who are listening to this and not watching Barb uh, missed the fact that she pointed at me when our mother said Jim and pointed at herself when she said Barb. And it's a little bit of the uh, incredible uh, audiovisual entertainment that uh, is lost I in mean, the podcasting um, media. All for you, Jim. It's just all for you. You're welcome. Wow. Yep. Yep. I got you. I got you, brother. <laughs> I appreciate it. I, I do, Barb. Um, so yeah. Uh, are you not gonna are you not gonna start this off? What I thought I did. I mean but you didn't do your like normal welcome. Oh. Welcome to Jim Barb Work From Home. Your podcast that uh, you occasionally tune into because <laughs> you know Barb on Facebook and she badgered you into it. Yes. And maybe she mentioned it at a work meeting um, and you're, you're, you feel obligated to be here. All of those things are 100% accurate. Um, so yeah, uh, obviously I am Jim. Uh, uh, this is Barb. Yes, thank you for that scintillating introduction. Uh, we are siblings. I'm the elder. She is the junior. Uh, there is an <laughs> eldest as well, but he's not on the podcast. He's we, not invited. We only talk about him. We, yeah. Um, well, yeah, Barb, uh, what's, what's going on in the life? Are life and times of a, of a Barb. Um, I had my back, the, my, my vehicle, my vehicle's, uh, back brakes taken care of. Oh, okay. So that was a delightful chunk of change mm -hmm, mm -hmm. that was, was spent to ensure that my, my car is safe for me to drive. Yes. Um, needed, but whatever. Uh, in sticking with my spending money. Uh, I, so many years ago, uh, the eldest, uh, purchase or didn't purchase, he gifted me a set of, uh, gunner, uh, glasses, computer glasses, like cuts down mm -hmm. on the glare mm -hmm. and strain and everything like that. Um, those finally kicked the bucket. So I, wow. I, I had to, I, I decided to buy a new pair. Uh, and what I did, because I think this contributed to them kicking the bucket, uh, is I bought two pairs. One to leave at home, one to leave at work. So, oh, yeah. If you were if you were kind of yeah, having them trek, yeah. make that trek, and, that could... Uh, and I got the style that, like, I like and, make, and is attractive for my face. So that's all that matters. They're a okay. little bit red. And then they fade to black, which makes me very happy. Um, but so I, yeah, so I, I, I purchased some new gunners as well. 
um, took the cat to the vet for uh, an unexpected trip. So there was some more money. Uh, And Jim, as I said, in keeping with the Barb is just spending money theme. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I have finally decided, after two and a half years of having a hand-me-down couch, I am going to purchase my own new couch. Okay. In the future, in like the next month or so. I'm going to go, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, like not right now. Not I need, right, yeah. I need to go sit on couches and stuff first. Okay. And so that is actually my plan. I'm going to mask up and I'm going to hit a couple clearance centers um, to sit on some couches because I'm going to buy me a couch. What's a clearance center? It, it's just like a slumberland clearance center. Uh, the, there are multiple clearance centers. Uh, different brands, uh, different stores have different clearance centers. Yes, they they all call them so. They all call those clearance centers. I mean, some of them are like outlets. Some okay. of them are other things. Um, yeah, uh, yeah. Okay, so I I, I understand. I, when yeah. you said clearance centers, I was like, this seems like a very specific. It seemed like you know, like an outlet mall is a very specific thing. Gotcha. Gotcha. That is a generic term, and when you're calling it a clearance center, I was like, "What the? I don't know what that means." But okay. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm picking up what you're putting down. You, is, you is hear me specific, chicken? Is there a specific style of couch that you're looking for, Barb? That's a good question, Jim. Um, as it stands right now, I really don't think I want. Uh, uh, I, I I have ruled out a sectional. I don't feel that I have an appropriately sized or uh, layout living room okay. for a sectional. Uh, so sectionals out. I also don't think I have the proper sized for um, a recliner couch. Okay. Um. So I'm going just classic three seater couch. Approximately 95 inches. I have a little wiggle room, um, depending upon, you know, where I want to put my side table that's next to the couch and everything. Um, But yeah, that's that's where I'm at right now. So I'm going to go... So see what's available. Yeah. Now, now, now arms. This is, this is, this is a important... It is. It is. You've got like the rolled arms... You get the flat arms. You get the over the the overly stuffed sort of arms. So, um, I currently have an overstuffed chair. Yeah, which I do enjoy. It has a lovely little ottoman, so it sort of kinds of kind of turns it itself into like almost a, like a chase lounge kind of situation. Mm-hmm. So I'm not. I like it in a chair format, but I'm not a fan of the couch of the overstuffed is is where I'm at. I think right. I'm, I'm going to go primarily flat, square, maybe a little rounded, but not like super, super okay. rounded. I Again, I'm not totally sure. Um, I'm, I'm going to go see what I like when I go sit on couches. All right. Yeah. All right. Uh, as someone who works for an online furniture retailer, Jim, um, yes. and given the fact that our podcast revolved around the purchasing of my at-home 
workstation. Do you have any recommendations for me or things that I should be thinking of that I'm maybe just not thinking of quite yet? No. Okay. Um, All coaches. um, (laughs) All coaches are the same. Not they're not all the same, but they'll hide um, any of their flaws. Oh, uh, well enough that you are not going to figure out what those flaws are um, until you have owned it for about six months. Um, then you're going to find out that like, oh, this uh, thing uh, was manufactured cheaply or, mm. oh, they, they cheaped out when they uh, built the, 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 the armrest here or, yeah. oh, the, the cushion, the, the spring underneath this cushion is, uh, is weak and it, it uh, has some problems. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. Um, <sighs> You could buy a cheap something online. You could buy an expensive thing in a store. You've got no clue what you've got until you've owned it for about a year. Um, at which point it doesn't matter because uh, you own it. Yep. And nobody else cares. Nope. My, um, I, 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 you know, I don't have, I'm, I'm not rolling in the dough, um, so I I'm I'm I want to spend like a decent amount of money to get a, a couch that I'm yeah. going to like, um, you know I'm not like looking to spend a hundred dollars kind of situation. I'm also not looking to spend like five grand, um, right? But so yeah, you know I mean I want something of decent quality that's not gonna break the bank, but not something that's gonna fall apart the first time Mac tries to. St- kind of start scratching at it with her one front leg. Um, yeah. So yeah. And you don't want to get something that's so nice that uh, when Mac does, you know, yep. ruin it. Yep. Which is kind of an eventuality. I've got a cat. Yep. <laughs> I mean. Yeah, that you don't feel like it's uh, the end of the world. I will eventually spill food on it and or beverage on it. I, Who, I, I you? No, not me. Um, but yeah, I mean, exactly. Like, I, I want to make sure that it's not like, cool, well, there's $5,000 just flushed down the toilet because I just stood up wrong or something, yeah. you know? Now, if we've got any particularly snarky uh, listeners, uh, Barb, at this point, they would say, well, why don't you just protect your couch? Why don't you just not be sloppy? Why don't you... Uh, Take care of the things that you own. Uh, Um, To which my response would be, have you met me? (laughs) Come on. Yeah, yeah. Um, That's that's the reason why. (laughs) So did you... I don't, I don't know. We could spend all day talking about coaches. I know. Um, I did I'm, contemplate. I did contemplate having this be the topic of the day. It's not um, a bad topic. It's not a bad topic. I've got opinions. I know you would. Um. Uh. I so last uh, last bullet on this topic before we move on. Yes. Um. Uh, you're talking about the clearance centers. Yes. Um. Have you looked other places yet? Did you check IKEA? Uh, did you look at the the full price stores? Because I, I I always feel like those clearance centers are much like outlet malls, where it's like it's, it's not actually a great price. Yeah, yeah. It's just kind of like 
a, a way to make people think they're getting a good price. I, I am right there with you. Uh, the outlet centers, the clearance centers, they're step one. Okay. Because I just want to get like a baseline of, you know, like All right. costs, what's out there. And then my I, I'm going to probably go to some of like the bigger named you know, stores, mm-hmm. um, you know, I'm not going to be hitting up like Macy's or like room and board or anything. Cause that's out of my price range. Um, but you know, like the Ashley's, the Slumberlands, um, yeah. that type of stuff. Uh, yeah, it is, it is my intent to, to visit those as well, just so I get a well-rounded, uh, you know, level of information to make a, a well-informed decision from. So, so, interestingly enough, Barb, yeah. um, the furniture stores are not really national chains. Oh, really? Uh, so, like, at uh, around us, we've got Bernie and Phil's. <gasps> I would love to go to Bernie and Phil's. That just well, sounds got, like a good time. we got Bob's Discount. Ooh. Uh, um, oh, I can't remember the other. The, the, there's another one. Um but yeah, we, there, there's basically three big ones that kind of cover uh, the Massachusetts area. Um, Interesting. And then obviously you've, you've got your uh, you've got your IKEA, you've got your yeah, um, like big big ones. But that kind of middle mm-hmm. uh, range uh, furniture store is very much a regional operation. I assume just because the you're like. It's, it's furniture and it's huge. So yeah. uh, to try to have a national chain is is difficult uh, to, yeah. to take up. Probably, probably. It um, seems like we're becoming those people in that Geico commercial uh, where it's like, don't become like your parents and talk about junk for th- three hours. I mean, but we're only talking about junk for approximately an hour, give or take, however <laughs> you edit things down. So, <laughs> and realistically, I mean, Worst case scenario, if we turn out like our parents, I'm I'm chalking that up to a win. Yeah. Because our parents are pretty great. Don't tell them I said that. Um, they don't listen to the podcast. Ex- exactly. They don't know how to get here anyways. So, um, you know, worse, worse things. Worse things. So, Barb. Yes, Jim. Um, uh, given that the work from home is still the name of this podcast, are you, what is your working from home situation? Uh, I am working from home three to four days a week. Okay. Yep. Is that officially considered hybrid um, at your workplace? Uh, we don't really have a name for it. Okay. Um, the the hope was after the holidays, we would start to see folks coming in kind of like two or three days a week, kind of f- more frequently. Um. And then Omicron happened, uh, yeah. and we just real there. There hasn't been any movement or like recommendations made since. Okay. Um, you know, some people are starting to show up a little bit more frequently. Um, you know, so that's that's pretty good. Uh, I, I will be going into the office 
far more for a small blip of time uh, because mm-hmm. we're going to be mm-hmm. doing annual reviews. And um, ideally, the the preferred is that sort of face-to-face contact, you know, when you're talking about career progression and stuff like that. It's just a little bit easier to actually get a good read on someone and their body language in person versus, uh, you know, over Zoom or Teams or anything like that. But um, it's really going to be up to the employee what they want to do. So if, like, they want to do virtual, we're going to do it. But, um, yeah, so everybody's vaccinated um, Mm -hmm. and and everything. So, yeah, it's – I'll be going in a little bit more frequently for that, but all right, yeah. So, uh, what what about you, Jim? Are are you still rocking the full five days a week at home? I'm still uh, five days at home. Um, there's a uh, a strong suggestion that we come into the office two specific days a week. Ah, um, I don't. I'm. I'm I'm kind of torn on this situation. I don't really know how to react to it. Tell me more, Jim. Um, Tell me more. So, right off the bat, like, I don't have a problem going into the office. Mm-hmm. Um, this Boston rules are still that you need to be wearing a mask if you're indoors for yep. now. Mm-hmm. Um, so, that's a little obnoxious, but I think most people have kind of found a mask situation that works for them that isn't uh, too bad at this point, but they still feel comfortable wearing. Right. Um my my biggest hang up is the number of virtual meetings yeah that i will have to attend and given the open floor plan situation of our office um if i want any sort of privacy for any of these meetings uh, means i need to go uh have a conference room to myself yep um, we do have some of these phone booths. I'm sure you've seen them. They're very, they, we've talked we about them got in before. On that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We got in on that pretty early. Very, and, very hip. Very yeah. fun. So there's a bunch of those scattered around that at least then you're not taking up a whole, um, meeting room for mm-hmm. one person. Mm-hmm. But still, if you're, if you're spending all your day hopping around between, you know, virtual meetings, the the value of being in the office is extremely degraded. Uh, yeah, I I understand. Uh, there's, I mean, I've I've mentioned this before. We've got a a, a couple folks that are in our office, um, and they. I mean, they don't, I I like to jokingly say that they fight over this small conference room, um, Mm -hmm. but they don't actually fight. It's, it's like a good natured, you know, like who's going to get it first kind of situation. Um, and, but so like, I was actually talking to one of the guys and he was like, you know, I'm in there for a meeting and then I've got a half an hour break and I've got another meeting and then I've got another half an hour break and I've got another meeting and I don't want to just be sitting out in the middle of you know, the open office where my voice carries and I'm the only one talking and the other four people can hear every (laughs) single thing that I'm saying as we're talking about this project. And I was like, yep, I, yeah, you know, I, I totally get it. It makes sense. I, I will admit I am spoiled. I am lucky. I have a door I can close, even if it's just like, I need some dedicated, like focus time and I can throw some music on. 
close my door and like get into whether it's like data that I'm going through and scrubbing or um, like emails that I'm, you know, taking care of and like shooting out to everybody. So um, yeah, that whole like open office floor plan thing is, Mm -hmm. is tricky. Yeah. I think the, the answer uh, to this, which is a, uh, it's, it's easy, but it's also impossible. The answer is fewer meetings. Good luck. Right? Like, <laughs> it, it's, it's the sort of thing that everybody always says, like, oh, yeah, we need to have fewer meetings. We need to value our time. We need to, uh, like, yeah, what, what's, the, what's the cost of this meeting if we have three associate directors and two directors and six uh, managers all in this meeting? What's the total cost of this meeting? Um, but at the end of the day, like, are we worried about results or are we worried about the cost of a meeting? Because yep. sometimes you need to have that meeting with all of those people. And especially now that um, our company is, uh, before even before coronavirus, uh, we were starting to become a little bit more distributed uh, so that those meetings are already, like, just becoming virtual yeah yeah i don't know uh yeah i think i think it ends up being more chaos if you have a virtual meeting uh across two meeting rooms with uh three people in each meeting room uh versus having just six people all sitting on individual laptops yep yeah i mean there are still some meetings that people will just be like in their office in the office and there, you know, there'll be a small group of us in the conference room, you know, on the same meeting. And for them, it's like, I have to be able to share my screen. And so that's just, it, it just works better for me to be separate from everybody else. <laughs> so that's what they do. And I mean, it, yeah, it's a little bit awkward, but it works. And so that's, that's what they do. So that's what they do. Yeah, Google Google Meet is attempting to. There's some sort of a feature that I I can't wrap my head around how it's supposed to work, but uh, Google Meet has a feature that's basically like everybody can come to this meeting and have their own laptops in the conference room, and at the same time use the uh, conference room equipment as sort of the primary communication device, but at the same time, everybody has their personal laptops, so you can uh, view the slides at your, uh, you know, without staring at a screen on the wall, and you've got access to your uh, in-meeting chats and polls and other uh, devices and things. So, So, do you, do you you and your company use the Googles? Yeah. Okay. Um, Yeah, so Google Meet is the the video conferencing uh, platform. Um, gotcha. So, yeah. Yeah. So, um, inter-office, we use Slack, uh, and then we right. use Teams uh, and Zoom. So, those are those are our formats that we've been utilizing. Yeah, I'm pretty sure I've already made fun of you, if, if not on the podcast personally, about the fact that you have uh, your company has embraced three uh, different billing platforms uh, 
yep. for your <laughs> communication yep. suites. You got it. <sighs> All right, Jim. Well, what what else what else is new with you? I mean, I gave you a recap of all everything mm-hmm. that I've been spending my money on. Um, yeah. What what is new in in your neck of the woods here? Um. It, so, uh, you know, we're coming on the uh, you know spring is officially here. Meteorological oh. spring is here. Yep. Um, my eyes um have gotten just like way too screened out this mm-hmm. winter. Um I need to get outside again. I need to have some sun. I need to look at things and just do that. Jim. Yeah. So I'm going to interrupt you cuz I'm going to tell you a quick story. Uh yes. Monday I was in the office. It was 6 p.m. I was having dinner in our kitchen, and I looked out, and it was still light outside. And I don't know what happened, but, like, my brain just flipped a switch, and I was like, I want patios. I want <laughs> Mark, I, I want beers on patios. I want to be able to sit outside. I want to be able to go for walks and not have to bundle up and wear coats and mittens and sc- scarves and boots. And I want to be able to use my pool. And it was just like this moment of the sun is still in existence. I suddenly need to do all of these things. Mm. So I am Right there with you, that spring re- light needs to come. I really just really, really need it. Yeah. And yeah, I need to get outside. I need to be able to walk my dog outside and not have to worry about both of us bundling appropriately. And it just, yeah. Um, so anyway, it was, uh, you know, a screen eye strain. And I was thinking like, what? What can I do? Mm. Like what? What? What do you do? I, I was like, I could read a book, but like, that's still eye strain. You're still like, it, it's not backlit, but it's still, it's not like a relaxing eye thing. Yeah. Um, and I was like, you know what? I own this pinball machine. Yes, you do. I have podcasts to catch up on. Ooh. This sounds like a good couple hours of just. Not staring at a screen, yes. uh, being able to uh, alter the focus of my eyes, you know, from the back to the front of the board, kind of a little bit of eye exercise. Uh, I was like, yeah, this is this is a good plan. I love it. I love this journey for you. I'm so glad that you made that decision. How was it? I turn on the pinball machine. Everything's fine. Fire the first ball. Hit that left flipper, and the flipper stays up. Oh! I was so excited because I thought you were going to be like, I hit that left flipper, and it went straight, and I got an extra ball and all of this good stuff. And and you were, I wanted you to tell me that you'd like set off the bonus and everything. No, no this is... You were, you know, when you came over, when you visited, uh, you played... That pinball machine. It the did. left flipper was a little sticky. It was a little bit, a little bit. Uh, but it worked itself out. Yep, it did. Um, so I was like, all right, well, just, you know, it'll work itself out. The ball will hit it. It'll kind of come down again. Yep. I'll, 
I'll hit it a couple times. Maybe I'll, you know, lubricate the, the joint to fig, you know, see what you're supposed to do for those sorts of things. Um, yeah, nothing, nothing doing. It was, uh, the whole situation is not, uh, lining up properly. The, uh, so there's these two pieces of metal that are supposed to have a piece of nylon sleeve between them. that's supposed to make things run smoothly and the nylon sleeve got too big because the thing overheated. So you have to Ooh. replace this thing to do that thing. And it's just like, all right, fine. So I had to spend several hours on a screen uh, doing research to try to figure out what you to needed to do. figure out which parts I needed to buy to eventually uh, repair this. Um, so, uh, yeah, uh, you know, good and bad. Um, the piece that I'm rep- replacing uh, was original to it. Oh, wow. Um, so, <laughs> very old. Uh, probably, uh, you know, should have been. Uh, replaced quite a while ago. I was going to say, um, I feel like that probably could have been replaced like two or three times over at this point. So yeah, um, the the coil on the right flipper had been replaced, uh, but not by exactly the right part, by a part um, that was close enough. Okay. So I'm like, all right, as long as I'm here, yeah, I'll replace that one as well, and I'll have two parts that I know are exactly what they're supposed to be. They're yep. both new. Um, so yeah, I had to put that order in. Those parts will come sometime in the middle of this week, uh, probably when I don't have time to worry about it and it will sit, uh, until the end of March when I actually have time to, to do the repairs. Yep. That sounds about right. Well, I mean, the yeah. best laid plans, Barb of mice and men or, um, Right? Yeah. The best laid plans of mice and men. I think that's how it goes. They always get interrupted or something like that, but... <laughs> I think well, it's more about the fact that uh, the the plans that we create are inconsequential to what uh, the fates have in store for us. Wow. Look at you getting deep in everything. That's the, that's the whole point of that quote, Barb. That's why it's like mice... You think of mice as like being very small, and then you're like, man, and you're like, oh, well, clearly, like mice and men. And then you're like, well, what kind of makes both mice and men feel inconsequential? Yeah, the fates. I guess I'd never really thought about it before. Interesting. Because mm. otherwise, it would be the best laid uh, plans of um, humans, ants, and mice. Yeah, you would go like rats and mice, maybe, if you were trying to. Uh, it doesn't make sense. So that's why you have to. You go with you go with mice. You go with men as a, a generic term referring to human humanity. Humanity, yes, yes. Um, so, Jim, Jim, we have departed the path on which we were treading. Is there anything else you would like to add before we get to your topic du jour? No. No, I don't think that we had a path, Barb. Oh, okay. I guess I guess I yeah, you're right. I guess I don't really know uh, cuz you're the one with the topic, so I'm not sure how we're getting there and if we're anywhere near the path. So, well, here's here's how we get to 
the topic, Barb. I tell Drum you what the topic roll. is. Oh, okay. Well, Jim, do you want to talk about the topic or are there something else that you'd like to talk about? No, let's just get right into the meat and potatoes. Hit me uh, with your best Barb, shot, baby. I'm curious. Curious what your take is on laptop stickers. Ooh. Both uh, for your personal laptop, any sort of personal laptop you have that gets daily use. Mm-hmm. Um, old laptops that you might have around. Yep. Um, work laptops that you might have. Mm. Um, and generally uh, patterns that you've seen in other people's um, stickering of laptops. This is a, a fascinating question, Jim. Um, all right. So I will, I will start with me. Okay. My very first laptop that I got, I Mm -hmm. remember having very strategic conversations with myself and being like, (laughs) okay, what stickers am I going to put on it? Where am I going to put the stickers? Am I going to allow for overlap of stickers? Am I going to try to space them out? So if I get other stickers or smaller stickers, I'll be able to layer them on. But then uh-huh, what happens uh-huh. to the, the original stickers? Do Are there certain ones that I'm going to want to like be able to still see? And so I put a few on my very first laptop. I'm talking like... This was probably 2005. Okay. Because prior to that, I had desktops um, like this that I would work on, and like you and Joe built me a desktop right. for my yeah. graduation present. Um, Mostly Joe did that. I don't. I I don't know if I was involved at all. Okay. But I'll I'll take credit. <laughs> I thought I guess I thought it was the two of you. So maybe um, we I think we may have had conversations just about it in general. But uh, he did all the work. All right. Well, but I'll take all the credit. <laughs> Joe did all the work. You get all the credit. Sounds about right. Um, but I remember like having to have this like gut check of like what happens when or if your laptop gets stolen, Barb, or it reaches a point where it's, like, not usable, what Mm -hmm. are you going to miss those stickers? (laughs) And (laughs) so, like, that was part of my, like, thought process of, like, do I have a sticker that I really want to make sure that I will be able to, like, keep if something happens? I ended up just throwing a bunch of stuff on because I couldn't make up my mind. It's kind of where I felt like I ended up because I feel like it was just sort of like that decision paralysis. Um, uh, analysis paralysis. Analysis if you paralysis. Want to, thank you. Um, have the alliteration. Okay. Thank you. Thank you for that. Um, and that is the last laptop, Jim, I have ever put stickers on. Okay. Um, I do not feel that putting stickers on my current work laptop would be appreciated okay or welcome um i have a very slim uh rainbow case on my personal laptop mm-hmm. um and so i don't feel like i need to put stickers because it's already got a little bit of flair so to speak um okay But I'm going to deviate a little bit because I have 
been trying to actually like put my stickers places when I come across them. Cause I find stickers. I have a lot of stickers. Right. And I never do anything with them. Well, yeah, that was going to be like, cause you, you, your previous sticker laptop where we were like, oh, these are important stickers. Yes. I was like, okay, cool. What do you do with an important sticker? And I, I think the answer is you have it in a box. <laughs> I mean, for me, <laughs> yes. That is 100%. It's like, I, they're like... You know, it's a little like little pockets of stickers in different, you know, boxes or little pockets of stickers um, with like office supplies. But I want you to know, Jim, and I will take a picture and I will send it to you Uh, next to my desk that I'm sitting at right now. I have uh, a five drawered Ikea thing. File cabinet? File cabinet kind of thing. It's not, it's not a file cabinet, but it's a file cabinet. It's a storage cabinet. Um, sure. And I am putting my stickers on the side that faces the door. Okay. So I'm actually putting my sticker stickers somewhere. I have also, um, I've started, so one of the other things that I have done is uh, in my laundry room, because I'm always trying to figure out what I need to do uh, to keep my sock sorters in a, an appropriate place when they're not on socks. Uh, so what I've started doing is I have two um, small-ish red tins, because I have single sock sorters, and then I have the double sock sorter, so I have two different kinds of sock sorters. And okay. so I've started putting uh, stickers on my sock sorting tins as well. All right. Okay. So I'm start, I'm, I'm trying to not um, greedily withhold what I consider and deem important stickers. I am trying mm-hmm. to actually put them on things so they can be decorated and enjoyed and looked at and reminded me of the good times and the reasons that I like that sticker rather than just like being a dragon and hoarding my, my sticker stash uh, where no one else can see it, not letting anyone else appreciate them. Right. Okay. What about you? All right. Um, I mean, like, I kind of know your answer to this already, but because I've seen your personal laptop. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. Um, I, I, a similar situation where, where you started from where it's like, do I really want to come? Like, these are stickers that I've had for X years um, from X event, whatever. Is this the right time and place to put it on a laptop? Yes. Um, and especially uh, the way that I was rolling for a long time, which was like buy laptops that are uh, three or four years old so that uh, they're affordable and they still do everything that you need. They have a decreased lifespan. I was never terribly attached to them. So it was like, all right, let me throw whatever on here. Don't worry about it, but don't. Don't uh, put out the quote-unquote good ones, right? Um, Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. So uh, when I got my first work laptop, um, I went and I, they, at the time, they were like, do not put stickers on your work laptop. 
this is, that would be terrible for you to put stickers on your work laptop. Um, so I, I bought uh, one of those, uh, probably pretty similar to what you have. It's mm-hmm. just like a thin plastic a membrane, a hard plastic kind of case for around the laptop. Yes. Um, so that way then I had, I could put my stickers all over that thing. Um, uh, I wouldn't have to feel bad about it from the, uh, like, work perspective. Um, when the uh, laptop was returned to work, I could take my case and I would still have my stickers. Okay, that's good. That's I good. And so now I have this uh, hard plastic case that doesn't fit laptops that they make anymore, and I don't know what to do with it, but um, I, I have it. So, you know, part of the plan worked. Um, <laughs> yep. Uh, but then, yeah, I bought uh, a relatively new laptop that was back in uh, 2015, 2016. Um, and at that point, I was like, all right, this is... I know that this laptop is not cutting edge, but it is new and it is one of the, it is a laptop that I'm going to keep around for a long time. And I may augment it with a more powerful laptop in the future, but I don't think I'm going to get rid of it because it still serves a good purpose and it's extremely portable and it's, I've got peripherals and chargers for it, so I don't think it's going anywhere. So gotcha. I'll put I'll put some of my uh, better stickers on it. Okay. Um, and then obviously I've still got some of those, uh, you know, now like ten year old you know, laptops that still get the interesting stickers, but nothing that I need to have. Uh, yeah, nothing that I'm I'd be like sad if. Uh, it had to get recycled. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, um, and that makes sense. That makes sense. Yeah. I have, uh, I'm still, I, I guess I'm more torn now on these stickers on a work laptop mm-hmm. because I now know that most work laptops are not like cleaned up and given to somebody else. They're just sold off to scrappers. Oh, really? That's what yeah. that's that's what you have run into in the past. Yeah. Okay. I mean, if you're because most most work laptops are used for several years, uh, they get outdated, they get too slow, they have problems, whatever. Um, nobody's repairing them. They're not worth repairing. Yeah. They're not worth cleaning and trying to uh, redeploy out into the field because they've kind of each reached the end of their life. Mm-hmm. Um, so they're basically just sold in bulk to scrappers. Hmm. Um, yeah, smaller companies probably do something different, but at the end of the day, they're probably just going to hoard them in a cupboard somewhere for too Mm -hmm. long with protective with like data that probably should have been wiped from them. Um, and so it's like, yeah, nobody cares. These like, if there's stickers on them, it, what it means that the scrapper gets, they get uh, whatever important stickers you have. Yeah. They get, they get the stickers. They can clean the stickers off if they think it's, 
worthwhile to recover the uh, the display or the case or whatever. Um, but at the same time, I've seen all sorts of people just selling these laptops from former uh, workplaces that just have the stickers left on them because it's like, yeah, whatever. It's, it is what it is. Yeah. You get what you get. You don't throw a fit. That's um, true. So yeah, if you're, if you're planning to, uh, stay at a job for a year and then bounce and, it would be the sort of thing where they would like to take your laptop and recycle it and give it to somebody else and like, here you go now. New guy gets a laptop that's two years old. That's not a big deal. Um, and it would make everybody's life easier if you are uh, have, have, have cleaned the stickers off of it. But like where I was, I, I got a laptop that was a year old and I kept it for six years mm. not six five years something like that and uh and then when i gave it back i'm like yeah they're not gonna give that to anybody they <laughs> should not give that to anybody uh so whether or not it had stickers on it shouldn't have made a difference yeah yeah um that's interesting. It kind of makes me want to like reach out to my IT person and be like, so what's the policy? Can I put stickers on here? And I'm curious to see what his response would be. I feel like it would be kind of like a, mm, probably not. Um, but then do they have stickers on their work laptop? Oh, I don't know. <laughs> Probably they probably do because they're probably like, yeah, nobody's gonna want this when I'm done with it. Uh, so why would I? And you know, the stickers peel off. That's the other side of it. Like, so that is that is true. The 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 more new, the newer stickers, um, I feel like haven't would peel off easier because I remember like being traumatized as a small child in trying to take stickers off of things and it would just like rip the very the like the design part and it, you just get stuck with like the the white outline. Well, well, yeah, the paper. Yeah, the the layers of paper stickers where right. there's like a maybe a thin gloss on the top, but. The bottom's just some paper and some glue and stuff. But yeah, now the bulk of them are uh, vinyl stickers because uh, you get just you just get a better sticker. Um, yeah. You get more vibrant colors and mm -hmm. you get a little bit of uh, potentially uh, water resistance out of it. So, mm. um, but even then, those those cheap paper stickers they're gonna come right off with a little bit of uh, goo gone. A goo gun, yeah. Yep. So, like, what are we? Why? Why are we pretending that these uh, work laptops are so precious? I don't know. I don't know either. And like, I could understand if you were taking your work laptop and had to like show it to a bunch of clients and stuff. You don't want inappropriate things on there. But especially for me, no one but me is seeing my laptop. Yeah. Because even when I'm at the office, the way that I have it set up is. It opens up and it's basically facing the wall. Yeah. So, I, you know, they probably wouldn't even notice if I put stickers on there. Mm -hmm. Maybe I should just start putting stickers on there. I think I think you could just do it, Barb. 
But then I need to figure out which stickers, Jim. <laughs> so here's here's the uh, uh, all right. So back to this uh, number one. Um, do you have stickers that are so precious that they don't make them, or that they wouldn't make them again? Because there I, are lots of people who just uh, like make replicas of stickers. It's not like. Making a sticker is like making a t-shirt. If you've got a design, you can yeah. do it. You don't need... Uh, I mean, obviously, you can. people break copyright, trademark, whatever. Right. Uh, but you don't need, like, big fancy things. And there are all sorts of people on the internet that'll make all sorts of stickers for you for pretty much next to nothing. I mean, that's a very good point. I mean, the fact that I have probably like 300 stickers with my face on it still <laughs> i feel like is a very good like like proof you know yeah. you go online you do a thing and you're like hey can you make me a sticker and people be like cool cool done so i don't think there's anything um that are like ridiculously rare and never to be produced again or couldn't be reproduced. It's mm-hmm. more the, uh, uh, what is it? You know, it's, it's the memories, it's the feelings, it's what it evokes from me when I see right. the sticker, um, more, most of the time, more than the actual sticker itself. Right. So this is part two then of this, this part of the journey. Hit me. Um, we know someone who has done this. Uh, Christine has done this as well. Uh, slap that sticker on a magnet sheet and cut it out. And now yes. you've got a fridge magnet. Or if, did you say that, uh, that drawer that you have there? Uh-huh. Is that made out of metal? It is not. Okay. It's well, Ikea. That, they make stuff out of metal. But yeah, uh, once that's, uh, once it's a magnet and no longer a sticker... Now it is not permanent. Now it uh, could go on your fridge. Yep. Um, it could go on a plant stand. Could go on your car. It, you could put it on your car, but I think it would probably, uh, you would lose it in a car wash. Um, Maybe. But, yeah, it becomes, you, you change the, uh, you change the object. Yep. So there were a couple of stickers that I have that I have stuck to things now that I was holding on to, to make them into magnets. Mm -hmm. Um, and I, I even purchased magnet, like sticky magnet stuff. So I, yeah. Yeah. Um, and then being the smart barb that I am, I was like, I need to put this somewhere safe. So (laughs) I remember where it is. And Jim, let me just tell you, I put it in somewhere really safe because I yeah, you don't know where it is. Yeah, you did. And it just got to the point where I was like, you know what? I'm just going to sticker this. I'm yeah. just going to embrace it in its natural form. I'm going to slap it on there and I'm going to move on because yeah. I can't keep shuffling it to and fro. I just, I'm just going to do it. Yep. Just take it, take it to town, take it to task. 
You know, one of one of Get I, it done. I, I'm not a big fan of like New Year's resolutions, but one of my things that I'm just kind of trying to focus on this year is is enjoying the things that I have and mm. using them for the everyday special occasions, not being like, no, I can't use this. It needs to be saved for a special occasion. And then I don't use it for six months and then it kind of goes bad. So it's like, no, 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 no. It's Thursday. It is a special occasion. So we're going to use it. And and so I sort of feel like that's where I'm at in my sticker journey as well. I'm like, I can't just continue to hold on to these. Mm-hmm. I just, I got to stick it somewhere. Does, does this count as a midlife crisis? Shut up. We've already <laughs> determined that I'm very bad at determining what a midlife crisis is or isn't. So. I, I mean, I think that this... Uh, I don't know. I'm, you know, I I don't want to label that sort of stuff, but I yes, think you do. Let's be honest. It, it speaks to a like a, a realization that you purchased this sticker. Maybe you got it at a concert, uh, uh, what an event, or a swap meet, whatever. Yep. And who else? Who else is going to care about it? Right. Nobody. No. Um. So you so, got to you got to do you. I got to do what I got to do to make sure happy. I get the most, the highest level of enjoyment. I need to make sure my ROI exceeds <laughs> <laughs> what, uh, you know, it was the, the, the purchase price. So got to put uh, the customer first and I am the customer. So yeah. Would you, th- um, would you say that that's a midlife crisis? No. Okay. I, I because yeah I I don't think it's a crisis I think it's a midlife um not again not even midlife but just like a, a maturation of your perspective. Oh, I'm gonna pretend like you just called me mature and say thank you. You're welcome. Um, all right, Barb, we are uh, we're rounding out the hour here. Um, I wanted to I didn't get to it, so we'll, we'll kind of be pretty quick. Um. Are there any stickers that are inappropriate? Do you have, like, where will you draw the line for stickers oh. on, you know, let, let's say your, your work laptop, you get the, uh, the go-ahead oh. to put anything on your work laptop. Mm. Uh, and as well, your personal laptop, you've mm-hmm, got your, mm-hmm. uh, your rainbow thing, but you could put any sticker you wanted on there. Yeah. Uh, so where, where would you kind of draw the line? Where would you say, eh, this is, this is maybe not something I put on my work laptop. This is something I put on my personal laptop. This is really not even something I put on my personal laptop. Um, so the way that I would look at it from my work perspective is if I was walking around my office with my laptop open and everyone could see the lid, is there, if, if, if it is something that would make me nervous and like, I don't want someone to see this okay i would not put it on there um you know so like there's a certain level of professionalism in the workforce that you have to have right yes um you know so no nudity depending upon 
<laughs> what profanity was being said, I would potentially put it there. I'm specifically okay. thinking like fuck Trump. Um, yes. You know, like I like we're a bunch of hippie tree huggers. Uh, and with that, we tend to ha- there tends to be a very hard alignment with a certain way of thinking. Um, and so I don't feel like that would offend people if I had like a fuck Trump stick bumper okay. sticker or whatever. Um, so politics are, uh, po- politics are, are go at your workplace. Um, I would say, I mean, kind of, yeah. They are encouraged. It sounds I, like. I, I, I don't know if I would necessarily say encouraged, um, <laughs> but like it is part of, we're an environmental for like, like that's what we do is we yeah. work with the environment and we're, we're trying to help save the environment. And so when you have that type of person who's trying to help save the world, they're going to have a certain level of political alignment. All right. So, um, as far as my personal computer, um, I don't know. I don't think, I, I, I think for my personal computer, if it wasn't mm-hmm. something that I liked, um, like if it, I mean, like if it was boobs or butt or something and it was done <laughs> in a way that I was like, I really like that. I'm going to put that on there and I don't care what other people think or say, uh, then I would totally do that. But if it was like, if it was like a, a, a raunchy boobs and butt or whatever, um, and I was just like, mm, no, that just doesn't like, not a fan. That, Mm -hmm. you know, so it's really much more subjective to me versus the actual, like, stick. Like, like I could, if it's my personal, I could care less what other people think about me. You know, it's whether or not I would want it and like it. All right. So, um, but yeah. Yeah, I think I'm pretty uh, closely aligned. Um, Okay. You know, work, laptop stickers, um, especially if you're in a position of leadership, uh, you, right. There's like a love, level of something that's personal, but is still professional. Yes. So, like finding that line, making sure that you're not overstepping it. I think I yep. would opt out of uh, political uh, things just because the particular lines of business that I've been involved in. Uh, you've got people from all over the place. It's not uh, sort of a specific uh, subsection like you've got. Right. Um, and uh, so my personal laptop, um, as you have seen, I've got uh, a fairly large sticker that has 45 uh, within the sort of classic red uh, swash through it. Do you, I'm sure there's a name for that thing. I always think of it as the Ghostbusters red. Oh, like, uh, yeah, like the no thing. ghosts. Um, yeah. Yep, yep. So there's a name for that thing. Um, and so there's a 45 with that, and the 45 is tilted at an angle, and the swish through is placed in such a way that the 45 uh, looks a little bit like a swastika. Mm-hmm. So that your your initial instinct is like, oh, this is like 
what's going on here? And then you look a little bit closer and you're like, wait, what? What's going? That's not I'm like 45. What's, what's a 45? And why do you hate 45s? Um, which is, again, that, obviously a, a Trump uh, reference. 45th president. Uh, also, right. also, Jim, uh, real quick, it is called the general prohibition sign, also known <laughs> informally as the no symbol, do not sign, circle backslash symbol, nay, interdictory circle, prohibited symbol, don't do it symbol, or universal no. All right. Um, so again, uh, podcasting is not a visual medium, uh, but I think y'all know what we're talking about. Yes. Um, uh, so yeah, that particular sticker, I do, I, I, I have weird feels about it sometimes. Really? Because. See, I love that sticker. But I don't want to ever have to explain it to somebody who, um, is, Going to find it offensive. Yeah. That I would compare uh, somebody that they might have some esteem for to uh, the Nazi party. Um, Because, like, the same thing is, like, I don't ever want to have to have anybody explain to me what Let's Go Brandon is. Because it's just, like... (sighs) It, it's like, uh, yeah, I get, I get where you're going. And I, I, I just, I don't want to, I don't want to be involved in that situation. Yep. Um, and I don't want to have anybody else be in that situation, uh, because my own anti-awkward awkwardness, uh, kind of comes to fruition there. Yep. Um, so it's like, if we're if we're you know going to somebody's house, I don't quite know who they are. If we're going to like extended family, I'm like I don't know how do I live. Do I leave this computer in a bag? Do I maybe only turn it on if I'm in a bedroom by myself? Mm-hmm. Um, but at the same time, I've used it at airports all the time, and nobody has ever said anything. Uh, it's there's like I, I also have a sticker that's like. I don't remember. It says something about like, like oh, dogs are great or something. And uh, <laughs> More every be- once in a while, like little kids at the airport will just be like, "Oh, puppy sticker!" It's like, okay, that's the one you noticed. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. Um, so here's here's a question for you then, because I and you know, is it more of like an internal like feeling like you have to prepare to potentially like defend yourself, um, and and like how are you gonna do it and 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 make sure that it's you know because like we're Midwesterners, so we're gonna be, try to be as polite as possible for the most part. Um, yeah. You know, is it is it sort of like that trying to prepare to have to have like a difficult conversation? And then is it really more of just like a in your head because you think that's what's gonna happen? Cause you said like you've had it in airports, no one's ever mentioned it before. Has anybody ever actually asked before about your 45 sticker? I I feel like uh you and Joe may have. Like in early stages, but um, other than that, no. Uh, but again, that's I, I don't 
I think that's just the sort of thing where, like, unless you know somebody, yeah, you don't ask them about that stuff because it's like, is this, are, are they going to try to sell me on cryptocurrency and sign <laughs> me up for a contract for solar panels if I, <laughs> right? Because that was like a whole, it's like a whole other thing is like, uh, you wear this color ribbon and this breast pocket because it signifies something with the entire intent of having people ask you about it. Mm. Um, so, yeah, so it's, it's not like, I, I assume that similarly strangers would either be like, eh, I don't care, I don't want to talk to them about it because there's probably some dumb story and they're going to convert me to some cult. Um, <laughs> I will say, if there was it, a cult involving solar panels, I'm in. <laughs> um but yeah it's it's yeah it's more about the the potential awkwardness of uh a family especially if you're crashing at their house sleeping on their couch sleeping on their bed um gotcha yeah i yeah i mean you know uh you're kind of stuck with family even even when you don't share the same views yeah to a, to a point to a point. To a point. And, but there's also a point where you can say, Peace out. Yeah. You, you're not welcome here anymore. Yep, indeed. And I don't want that to be because of a sticker on a laptop. Right. Right. Well, and I mean, also, like, you would hope that people are adult enough to realize that not everyone has and shares the same viewpoints. Um and, you know, so it's, are are you going to actively engage and be a jerk about things? Or are you just going to be like, okay, we don't share the same viewpoints. Moving on. We're not going to talk about it. Right. And that's, you know, that's the, uh, that's the Midwestern farmer attitude of like, all right. Yep. Uh, <laughs> no progress is going to be made on this conversation. So it's not worth either of our time. Exactly. Uh, which is not the attitude that some people have. Some people want to engage and want to try to change your mind. Mm-hmm. At which point, uh, everybody from the Midwest will want to awkwardly moonwalk away from the situation. <laughs> yes, 100%. I will be more than happy to engage if there's like actual learning that wants to be happening or anything like that. But... No, I mean, if you're just, if if you, here's the deal, shocking to no one if you've been actually paying attention in, for the last hour or whatever, uh, I'm a Democrat. If if you're going to try to convert me to being a Republican, it's, it, it, don't waste your time. Yeah. It's, it's not going to happen. Uh, if you're a Republican, cool, we're going to fundamentally disagree on some things, Um don't talk to me about those things because there are some things that I will try to fight with you about. Cause it just one, it's kind of fun <laughs> to poke the bear every so often. Um, but yeah, you know, but I mean, if you're like realistically having an honest open conversation and trying to like understand where people are coming from, that's a completely different scenario and situation. Yeah. All right, Barb. Uh, let's let's wrap this this conversation up in a bow. Let's let's, let's move on. Um, All right. 
Do we have any listener feedback, any voicemails, any emails, any Facebook commentary? I know uh, what we ended up putting one podcast out in February, so did uh, we hit two? You, um, I, uh, I, um, February is a short month, so it's a very I'm short not, month. I'm not. I wouldn't be surprised if we didn't get anything, but did we? Um, our social media president has president? really been falling down on the job, Jim. Oh, that's you. Uh, yep, that's me. Okay, I, I thought you had outsourced this role. Okay, yes. Oh, oh no, 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 it is 100% me. Uh, I, I just really prefer referring to it in a third person because then it sounds like it's not me and I did outsource it. Um, okay. Our social media president has uh, unfortunately not been doing their job uh, yeah. real well. So we do not have any texts, phone calls, emails, or Facebook messages at this point. Hey, that's fine, because we don't have to read them on the air. That's but true. if somebody wanted to inconvenience us yes, and oh, have us read uh, some content on the air next time we record, uh, Barb, uh, I've, I've heard rumors. Mm-hmm. I've heard people on the street Ooh. say that we have a phone number and we have an email address. We've got both of those things, Jim. First and foremost, you can find them in the show notes, but I will read them to you right now. The phone number is 402-913-0054. Again, that phone number is 402-913-0054. I never understand why you like to repeat it, but... (laughs) I don't know. It's it's a weird thing. (laughs) I, I blame my time in being part of a call center. I'm not sure. It's always like a double verification. Um, but, but yeah, if you're leaving a phone, if you're leaving a, a, a phone, num- a phone number for somebody's answering machine, yeah, you want to double it. But if somebody really wants to hear it on a podcast, they hit that button. that says, go back five seconds. Fine. But Barb, email, uh, phone numbers aside. Phone numbers aside, email address is what you were looking for. Super easy. Uh, it is literally Jim and Barb work from home at gmail.com. All right. If you want to share your opinion on couches or mm-hmm. uh, stickers, mm-hmm. feel free to do so. Or tell us what you're looking forward to doing uh, now that spring has sprung. Yes. And if you're uh, in the Minnesota area and you want to tell us about some patios, or if you're from the Boston area and you want to tell us about some high-quality patios in Mm -hmm. which to visit, Mm -hmm. please do that as well. Yeah. All right, Jim. Uh, She's Barb. He's Jim. Bye. Bye. Bye.